Cruise the News is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Studio DNA presents Peru's The News. Every day, so many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your hosts to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join them on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts now. Please welcome, <laughs> it's Aaron Andale! Oh, thank you, announcer guy. Appreciate oh, that was that. so good. Very fun. What really got, got you this time was the now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the one that well, got you. Well, you do that so well. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate I that. I almost believe you're like from the old timies. <laughs> like you're just a black and white version of yourself. Listen, the, the secret is out. I have come from the past. Time travel is real. Okay, so do you like it in the future, or do you like it in the past? Oh, the future? Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's so much cool stuff now that we didn't have back then. So do you go back into the past then, or have you just left oh, them no. all behind? No, they're all on their own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having you too decided, much fun here. You decided to stay once Google Home came out. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not no, going back. There's no way I'm heading back there. It's too much fun. Uh, you ready for some news? Yeah, It has I been am. a while. Yeah, it has been. Well, we've been going through a lot here in the old studio. Yeah. There's been vacations and shifts and changes, mm-hmm. and there's still more to come. But but we do love doing this, and we want to continue to do it. So I think for the time being, um, you know, we can expect to go back to pretty much a weekly schedule, except, yeah. you know, on occasions we'll maybe take a week off here or there. Yep, as we travel and need so, to. But yeah. I'm excited to get back into a regular podcasting routine. Yeah, and when I say weekly, I mean this in New Music Digest alternating. Yeah, Aaron and weekly, I so. will at least be at the microphone doing a podcast together in one of our podcast feeds at least once a week. Yeah, that is absolutely... That's that's our that's our hope. That's and then, our of course, hope and our goal. You, <laughs> You podcast every week with Sif Pop. True. And true. I'm working on a weekly podcast, That's too. That's right. But it hasn't been released So potentially, yet. You, we could live in a world where we both have our side podcasts every week, and, and then, then we, we come have together our, for a podcast yeah. every week. So Yeah. That's, Is that too much? Are we doing too much? That's been my question to you for years. <laughs> but I mean, as long as we're having fun. That's it. You have to stay where you're you having, having a good time. You having a good time? I don't. I think I'm having a bad time. Are you ready? To, like, are you excited to talk about these news stories you found? Dude, I had so many. I keep the craziest stories and I just, I can't let them go. So if I go back into my feed and it's just like, well, we I've have saved so, so many. So I had to kind of pare some down and. For the patron supporters, you can hear uh, one of Danae's stories in the patron pre-show mm-hmm. that we talked about that led into a discussion on the show Lost somehow. Yeah, well, you know, we just go on bunny trails. So you as can I check call that them. out. Or if you were listening live, you could you could have heard it live. But yeah, just kind of the, the perks of listening live or supporting. So you can check that out. Do you want me to kick off today? Yeah, why don't you give, what's our first story? What are we perusing? I'm going to kick off today by breaking the rules. And I'm going to do two 
like real quick ones. Oh, Danae. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Danae Hughes breaking the rules? <laughs> so unlike like said, you. Well, it's two mysterious things and they're really short. So I figured I could just like kind of go pop, pop. And they're sort of. Here's two short, mysterious things from Danae. Is this counting as your first story or you're just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. This is counting as my first way. story. All yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. So the first one is that there are some scientists who believe that they may have taken a step closer to figuring out the whole Bermuda Triangle mystery. Oh, there actually is some science to the Bermuda Triangle? Well, let me just say this. There are some there are scientists who are working on a theory that mm. seems to kind of pan out. Does it have to do with extra gravity? No. Okay. It does not. It does has it have to, to do with goblins? <laughs> No. All right. <laughs> and also not UFOs or sea monsters. Okay, well. Um, I found this one on Huffington Post, which is not my favorite website in the whole world, but Uh-oh. they're free. And I've noticed that a lot of websites now, like if you click on them too many times- They have a paywall. They have a paywall. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a bummer. So I have to go to the ad-ridden websites. Like and understandable. Post. Yeah, I get it. Um, So the short of this one, of this again is a short article, but the short, short of it is that they think that this area where the Bermuda Triangle is, which is Miami, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico, that basically the storms can converge together in the spot mm-hmm. and create 100-foot-tall waves. Mm. So, which are... They think, but it's never been recorded? They, How are we not able to record this? That Well, they're doing uh, their own studies like in a lab yeah where they're recreating essentially this area of the sea and they're putting ships that are like you know smaller versions of these mm-hmm. ships yeah inside of the simulator to see kind of what happens and what they think is happening or like maybe one of the best theories right now in yeah the, that's working besides you know everything going haywire yeah and, or giant squid exactly is that there's actually just huge waves that are just converging together and sinking ships and potentially taking out planes too. Wow. Which makes most that's the makes the most sense to well, me. Well, of course it makes sense, but I what doesn't make sense is how with all the technology we have, how we haven't like flown a drone over every inch of the Bermuda Triangle and seen this happening. Like I don't like you can have like a live feed from Yeah, I just don't understand how we don't know this. Like how we haven't like actually gone into the Bermuda Triangle and waited long enough to see the big waves. Well, first of all, like major sources, like the U.S. Coast Guard or whatever, mm-hmm. that's listed in this article, they say that there's nothing particularly hazardous about it, but that from time to time, there are potentially these things that are going on. Mm. So it's not like so it's you can just like, have a drone hover all the time and then just, oh, one day there's the big wave. But So it's kind of like living with somebody who has mood swings. Yes. No. Less frequent. Less frequent mood yeah. swings. It would well maybe maybe if there's a some kind of a, a being that lives for forever. So the seasonal <laughs> is just very elongated. Is this making sense? Yes, but it could kill you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, some people's mood swings are crazy. So that was one real quick one, and the other real quick one would this is even this is super super short. Is that there's a mysterious signal that was sent from an unknown source in deep space and picked up by a new twelve million dollar telescope that's in Canada. And it's one of only two dozen fast radio bursts that's ever been detected from space. Mm. So this has got the space community just like, yeah, we have another signal coming and it could be coming from a black hole. And there might be some other people somewhere out there in the world sending radio signals. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. So I thought those were kind of two fun, like UFO, mysterious, sort of unknown 
um, stories to start off today. My first story, two elderly men sneak out of nursing home to attend heavy metal festival. I almost did this one. I love this. Tell me all about it. What do you love about it? Because I think that if I'm ever in a nursing home, I would be the kind of old person to, you know, make buddy-buddy with one of my friends and figure uh-huh. and figure out how to break out and, you know, go do something fun besides just staring at a wall all day. Is it because they're old and it's heavy metal? Like, is that the main... Like, would, would this be a new story if these two guys went to a jazz festival? Would mm, it, if they broke out and went question. to a jazz... I don't think it would. I think it has to do the, the with music the type, type of music that they went yeah. to go see. I don't know. Because your, yeah. your brain's like. Heavy metal and elderly, those elderly, don't Elderly, you know, head banging or whatever. But yeah, they were found about three o'clock in the morning at this heavy metal festival after they had broken out of the nursing home. So the police eventually figured out what was going on. I, why did the police have to get involved? I guess because they're well, not they're not their own individuals anymore. They right. have to be taken care of yeah. by a home. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So I've seen, I've seen elderly people try to sneak out of nursing homes before it takes a while when when going to visit (laughs) you know have you really yeah oh that's so sad so it is very sad oh i don't want to go i don't want to get old it's very sad but i mean is it okay that it's also kind of humorous you know that we get old and and that we have to kind of trap ourselves to keep from you know getting out and being lost I don't know. It's kind of depressing. Yeah, it got really sad there. I'm sorry. I thought I. <laughs> it was funny in the moment, maybe. Oh no! I just think like that's not the way that I want to end my life is getting forgotten in a nursing home. So I want to believe that we can break free and go to whatever kind of concert we want, and that the police have to come find us. That's just funny. Yeah, seventy-five thousand people there. Yes, including two elderly people. I love it. Um, my next one is also one that I'm going to do two of. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I let you get away with it once. Come on. How many do I get? Are they related? How many do I get this entire episode? What kind of thin thread did you relate these two by? How how many do I get to do this entire episode? Three. We each get three. That's how it works. That's just not enough. It's been too long since we've done an episode. And I'm going to merge these together. These two can kind of be linked. Uh If you think about. What's, What's your tentative thread here? Microscopic germs and stuff. Microscopic germs and stuff. Microscopic is the topic. And what are the what are the articles? First, the first article is that there are scientists. I, I love this kind of stuff, but also this really freaks me out. Um, that are in Russia, and they found worms in like this permafrost. They think mm-hmm. that's like forty two thousand years old ish, yeah. give or take. Yeah. And they started thawing them. And no, we destroy them. That's what no, we do. They when started fa- to thaw them and gave them food. No. To- <laughs> Those worms were put there by an ancient civilization <laughs> to stop the plague. Right? Oh, my gosh. This this kind of stuff freaks me out. I was like, why wake these worms up I've at all? I've seen Tomb Raider. I've <laughs> yeah. seen Indiana Jones. Uh, these worms are called nematodes. They measure less than one millimeter across, and they've wow. been found living um, almost a mile below the Earth's surface, and some have even adapted to living inside slug intestines. So these are teeny, 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 tiny, and yet these scientists have woken them up. Are they so. so? But I mean, can we? Uh, are they dangerous? Are we well, all going to die? They're just now waking up. I don't know that we know uh, their attitudes. No. I think most nematodes are probably more neutral. These might be chaotic good. They could be chaotic evil. I don't right. know. Maybe they haven't rolled yet. 
You know, they don't know. Um, in the same vein, there is the story of a guy, and you probably have seen this one because it's been kind of passing around, of a man who lost his limbs and the tip of his nose after his dog licked him. No, what? Huh? Yeah. That is a strong licking dog. It's He didn't lick it off. Oh. He he got an infection from bacteria. Uh-huh. So I thought dog's people, mouths were clean. People are freaking out because this was just his, this was his pet and it just reminds me that there's like a million ways for us to die. So it's like die. a flesh-eating bacteria or something. Yeah, and basically. He probably he must have also not gotten it checked out when it started. Like, there's no way this happened well, so quick that like his dog licked him and his his arm fell off. He went to the doctor because he was having flu-like symptoms. Yeah, and he just wasn't feeling very good. And then it just went quick after that. So it's just this bacteria, and it's like such a strange thing it's so so rare and people are kind of overreacting and they there was actually articles i saw circulating over the past couple weeks of please don't get rid of your dog just because of this guy's story yeah um i personally got bit by a cat it was my house cat and i almost died from Mm -hmm. getting a bacteria infection but you also didn't get it checked out immediately when you started having symptoms and i did i did get it checked out immediately and i was you did i was told to go immediately to the hospital and i didn't do that oh that's even worse (laughs) but i survived so everything's fine but anyways we could like there's just so many things that can kill us right we well, you know firsthand. All you have to do is just sit still, and sometimes our hearts just That's stop right. beating. Our hearts just decide. You know what? I've had enough of beating for today. But this poor guy, it was just his normal dog. His name is Greg Mantuful. Well, I so. think it was the microscopic worms. I think right. that somehow it was a septic infection from basically dog saliva. That's it's wild. very very rare. I hope so. Yeah. So those are my two like, oh, weird microscopic bacteria. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My next story is also gross. Oh, Um, good. Kind of. Uh, Breakfast burrito from Cheesecake Factory chosen as the worst way to start your day. Breakfast burrito from the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, after Watchdog finds that having (gasps) just one. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, this is this is the the highlight. Having one of these uh, breakfast burritos is equivalent to eating seven sausage McMuffins from McDonald's. I think I saw another article that was highlighting like the most calorie-heavy foods. Yeah. And on this list of, let's say, 10, seven of them were from Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, cheesecake, they don't care. I they, had they, no idea. Like, we're going to give you one item that fulfills all your calories for, for the, the day. the entire week or yeah. something. It was, I had no idea. Yeah, this breakfast uh, meal contains 2,730 calories, which is more than most people should have in a day. But can um, we talk about how sometimes it's portion? Because I'll go to a place like Cheesecake Factory, and I can only eat a quarter of what they give me, and then yeah. like the rest of it I take home. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. If you what? eat the whole thing. But you- don't you think most people feel like I should eat the whole thing? I don't, I don't know. You, this is my probably. meal. Yeah, probably. That's my problem. You bring it to me. I mean, you know, that's why I can't go to buffets. Do you th- <laughs> do you think things like this will change how they talk about them on the menu? No, because she's like, they don't care. They don't care. Like some restaurants <laughs> just don't care. They're like, this is what we do. We make awful stuff. We make people large. Uh, the burrito contains two full days worth of sodium. 
Oh my god! Almost five thousand milligrams of sodium. Oh my goodness! In uh, more than three days worth of saturated fats, seventy-three <laughs> grams of saturated fats. Oh my gosh! Yeah, one of the other contenders was. Oh uh, my gosh! Chili's uh, has a honey chipotle chicken crispers and waffles, um, which was also awarded the least creative mashup for your morning. And it's like eating five Krispy Kreme glazed donuts smothered in 30 McDonald's chicken McNuggets and five packets of barbecue sauce. Now that sounds delicious. <laughs> oh, my word. I'll just stick with Raisin Bran. Thank you. Yeah. I'm actually hungry now, though. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's probably because I just mentioned Krispy Kreme. I don't know. I, I don't, don't like Krispy do Kreme as much. I am seriously super hungry all of a sudden. All right, how many uh, articles are you going to try to squeeze into this one, Danae? Uh, okay, well, this time I'm going to do six. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, just one. Um, former cop. Former cop reportedly rigged the McDonald's Monopoly game to win almost every prize for 12 years in a $24 million scheme. This is interesting story because this actually happened in the 90s. Yeah, this, this, is, this will have to be a movie. I cannot wait to see this movie. Jerry Jacobson who was this former police officer, was found to be at the heart of this incredible, like, well, scam where he, I kind of, I've read the article a couple different times from a couple different sources. And basically he was working at this facility where he actually saw the sheets come off yeah. of the line. So he figured out how to basically take them and make sure that people he knew got the great prizes, including himself. Well, uh, or he, that he benefited from them right. somehow. So, so he basically, he had to take two steps of protection, a very smart plan, by the way, to where he would identify the pieces, give them to a second party who would then sell them to a third party. So the third party would then win the money or win whatever and then send the money back down the chain. So, I mean, it's smart in one way and then there's two levels of separation you know, from you and the person winning, because obviously if it's somebody you know that's winning, that's, you know, going to create suspicion. But it's also creates more people who know and creates more opportunities for, you know, people to to, you know, admit what they did. The Daily Beast reported that Jacobson handed out winning pieces to family members and a web of, quote, mobsters, psychics, strip club owners, convicts, drug Drug traffickers. Oh, and, he went straight for the the bad people, and then. even a family of Mormons. So well, maybe not. <laughs> so don't. I guess it didn't matter. <laughs> um, his network won almost every single prize for twelve years, uh, but in two thousand, the scheme began to be unraveled after the FBI received an anonymous tip that the most recent one million dollar winner was actually a fraud. So they launched an investigation called Final Answer. And what was also interesting is they went to McDonald's and they're like, hey, we're, you know, we're investigating all this stuff. And McDonald's wanted to be like, okay, well, we're just not going to play the game anymore. But the FBI asked them to continue to play the game so, they so that him. they could catch yeah. him. I cannot wait to see this movie. This all started, like the trial started right around 9-11 terrorist attack. Um, on our twin towers, so it was sort of buried. Right, nobody remembers it no because one remembers. I mean, it it literally happened that week. Yeah, it, so like, the trial started that week. This would have been in the news. Yeah, huge. Yeah, except for obviously nine eleven changed everything. So um, he was already convicted. There were fifty people convicted in this mail fraud scheme and conspiracy in connection to everything. Jacobson was arrested, sentenced to three years in prison, and forced to pay back 
$12.5 million in restitution. Wow. He is now living his life, trying to stay off of the radar. So all of this coming to attention now, I'm sure, is just really annoying. <laughs> but yeah. it's super interesting that this happened. And you're absolutely right. This would make a really interesting movie right? or something. Yeah. Where you can just see how, you know, how he did it. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Uh, my last story is about a teacher who helped a shopper who was short on cash. Cash. This was in New Jersey at a gas station by handing him $5 to pay for snacks. Uh, this is something she tries to do every single week is to help somebody pay for their stuff. We've heard stories like this. You know, it's kind of this beautiful pay it forward kind of thing. So she pay, gives this guy five bucks because he's buying some snacks and then says, you know what? You actually look a lot like Keith Urban. And he says, I am Keith Urban. <gasps> He's worth like $75 million and she tried to help him out. I just thought that was so funny. That is so funny. <laughs> Did he take it? Uh, no, I, I, I actually That's don't funny. know. Um, I think he probably did. You know, I mean, would you want to turn down somebody's service? You well, know? that's something that I've struggled with for most of my life is accepting someone's generosity. Yeah. So I think I'd be like, why don't you give this to somebody else who needs it more? I don't know that I would take it. So they've got a picture together and that's she's kind of so laughing funny. in the picture, you know, because she's been trying to do something good for you know every week and it just happens to be this you know country music superstar but you know you think about it now her good service is getting more attention because mm-hmm. she did talk to him yeah so maybe it will inspire more people to do these kind gestures he, oh he had a concert that night in New Jersey did he invite her and he invited her oh to the that's concert, neat so, yeah. I hope she had a good time yeah Ruth, that's really cool Grandma Ruth is her name so. oh Grandma Ruth Well, before we go on to our big news story, um, we want to just invite you to go to our Patreon page and check out all the things we do here at Studio DNA. Uh, It has been a work in progress. We've been through a really crazy last, I'm going to say, five months. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. You go back beyond that considering you had a baby last year. Yeah, there's been a lot of shifting and changing. And you know what? That's just going to continue. So we're just getting used to the new norm, which is things always changing. And Mm -hmm. there's some really fun things that Aaron and I have planned um so we're going to continue to tell you guys all about it we do try to give all of those really great updates and the most important information to our patreon supporters first so thank you to those of you who give a few bucks a month every month to help aaron and i and those of us who work here at studio dna continue to do what we love which is create fun content to listen to if you want to get involved and check out the perks that come along with being a supporter it's three bucks a month at patreon.com slash studio dna well the big news that we probably would have talked about a few weeks ago would have been the tie boys stuck in the cave but they are out now and everything's fine (laughs) (laughs) unless you want to talk about the movie stuff that kind of went along with that how many um, people are trying to make a movie? Is it seven? All of them. All of the people. Oh yeah. All of the people are trying to make a movie. Yeah. It's like so. let's just let's just let them breathe fresh air for a while. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Then we can start talking about movies. It has been interesting that they haven't been completely like constantly coming up, but it was such a great story of a whole bunch of people coming together to try to save the mm-hmm. lives of these children, and we kind of had the same thing going on with a whole bunch of people coming together to try to save the save people's lives because our big news today. Uh, well, the California wildfires, uh, one of them has doubled in size, and now the current fire is the largest wildfire California has ever seen, which is saying something because every year these wildfires get, you bigger, know, get and bigger and bigger. And, bigger. and I, this, this summer has been so hot and so dry. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I live in 
Missouri. Right. And my grass looks like it's in Arizona. Like yeah. it's completely dead. I can't imagine what, you know, California is going through with these wildfires. So, so yeah, lots going on there. One thing I think of are, you know, the, um, the recent movie I saw, what was, what's the name of that movie about the firefighters? Um, uh, I can't remember. But it's so good. And it was such a look into the people who put their lives in danger to fight these fires. They're not local fire municipalities, right? Like you think of when you think of a fire truck, you think of, you know, oh, our local firemen, you know, are on call and then the alarm goes off. They get in their truck and they go help put out a house fire or whatever. These are people who have dedicated their lives to fighting big fires, you know, forest fires and those kind of things. And um, so it's, you know, I just have such respect for them and what they do and it's trying so to stop scary. this. It is. It's incredible. It's really Fire scary. is just um, mind-blowing. The thing that I read said that it's currently the size. It's the Mendocino Complex. Blaze is larger than New York City and growing. Yeah. Um, and you, you mean there's just, it's everywhere. It's destroyed so far uh, 87 homes and 82 other structures. And it's just going to continue. Um, of course, they're battling to bring everything under control right now. And you can see footage of like what they do to try to go in and stop fires, including, you know, the helicopters coming in and jets coming in to try to dump things over the fire. And of course, the pits that they try to build. And it's just so much and it's nonstop. So we are um, hopeful that they are successful and that this can be contained and or maybe a really great rainstorm maybe one of those 100 foot waves yeah. could just suddenly we relocate be, the bermuda triangle yeah, we could suck that up and then just to california dump it on california bit. have you ever had any experience with a fire out of control no like in your own life or you know that kind of thing i haven't either no i was a bit of a pyro growing up so i did like to watch things burn but <laughs> wow okay <laughs> that's just that's what a pyro is the right the way that that sounded i was a little bit of a I like to watch the way things burn. Well, it's true. <laughs> it's really cool. Like fire as dangerous as it is, you know, when it's yeah. in control is a very cool thing. Um, so I, I did like to do that. Uh, but yeah, that was always at like campfires and controlled environments and that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I've never so. seen one that just picks up and, and runs. And I can't imagine how, how scary that it's, would be. Yeah. Fire so. is terrifying. Yeah. Um, looking at a map right now of... The um, current fires. And it's basically just a map of California. Yeah. They're all over the place. Oh, maybe that's maybe this is a map of California's top 10 fires. Ah. That makes sense. That does make I'm sense. I'm like, Although why I is know the entire state burning? Well, I know there are 16 different fires they're fighting right now in California. Insane. I have a friend who lives in the um, woods, the wooded area of part of the part of a wooded area of California, like managing a camp mm. so i'm constantly watching for her updates i just don't know how close they are but the it, natural it can world. just travel so quickly so it's very dangerous it is very dangerous not just fires but microscopic worms that scientists have decided to bring back to life Ugh. dogs that can lick you and make your arms fall off i mean we, we crazy world we live in women who can can't identify Keith Urban in a gas station. <laughs> no, she what did. What is this world? She did <laughs> that identify is true. him. It actually was her. It actually did identify him. Hopefully next time we do a peruse the news, it'll be lighter news. A little less death-defying. <laughs> Although I, I think it's fun. We just got to talk about this stuff. 
we got to make sure you know all the crazy stuff going on out there. And, of course, if you've got any suggestions for us on what you want us to talk about, you should let us know. Yeah, you can uh, you can connect with us. Um, you can uh, email us at uh, perusethenews at studiodna.media if you want to do it that way. Um, or I'm at Aaron Dicer on Twitter. And Danae is at Danae Says. So it's you can true. check that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to chat with us during the live show, make sure you get the Spreaker app. Uh, when we go live, you'll see a notification. All you got to do is search for Peruse the News. Yep. Or you can search for Studio DNA and see all of the um, shows that we have here on the network. Huge thanks again to our Patreon supporters who make it possible. Support starts at 3 bucks a month. Uh, comes with some perks. You can check all that out at patreon.com slash studio DNA. And of course, thanks to our producer, producer Phil, for helping us to manage all of the audio needs here on Peruse the News. And that's the news. That's the news. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. I don't know the voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know how to do you it. You just go a little, little Hepburn on us. Is that's that what it was? Yeah, you just go full Hepburn. See, I don't know what it is. I just know it's in my psyche. Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs>